Today's guest is a yogi, a Polish ceramic artist, and a model. She comes from Kinalan, New Jersey, but now resides in sunny Los Angeles, California. Her self-healing journey began with a scoliosis diagnosis when she was 14. She came to find yoga as a means to alleviate the pain in her body. As her love for yoga grew, she eventually was called to complete her 200-hour yoga teacher training with Sacred Paths Yoga. She received her training from Sam Bianchini and Karen O'Connor, who also turned out to be my teachers. We recently met through Sam in LA, and her playful, abundant lifestyle has intrigued me since. Let's welcome Natalia Kanapaka to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Jackson. So I'd love to start out with uh, just asking you uh, if you have a certain spirit animal that really uh, you align with or that speaks to you. Hmm. I love elephants. Um, I recently just went to South Africa and I was able to just observe them like in their environment and not confined in a zoo. And I just loved watching them. They're just so calm. And I don't know, you never really hear any <laughs> aggressive stories about them. So I loved watching them and also I used to collect them as a kid I used to collect glass elephants <laughs> growing up so I feel attached to them <laughs> I love that that's so awesome thank you for sharing yeah so I would love to hear a little bit more about your life journey and what led you down the path you walk today um, yeah, so you kind of touched upon it in the beginning. Um, I started yoga when my mom actually went to a class that was 10 minutes down the street, which is so crazy to think about because there are no yoga studios in Kinalon, New Jersey, like around Kinalon, New Jersey. If you look anything outside of the studio that I went to, it was like, probably 10 to 15 miles away, um, which I'm so blessed to have. And I had the most amazing teachers. Like it wasn't really like a workout studio. It was more of a, um, more of a spiritual practice. Like they had like Kundalini and Hatha yoga, which is so crazy <laughs> to me because in LA it's so, um, it's so, um, it, it, there's just only like workout studios you know like yeah, workout power oriented. like power yeah vinyasa like using words like push and pull and all of that stuff so um uh, that was my first introduction to yoga at 14 um and I was hooked ever since then I didn't do any sports growing up I honestly just did pottery all four years of high school and that's kind of how I got into that um as well and yeah I kind of that was my like foundation <laughs> of life honestly and then I started veering away from it when I went to college um I did the whole the whole college thing <laughs> my parents are um I'm first generation my my parents are from Poland and um they really wanted me to go to college and I really wanted to experience as well because I really didn't know 
much about it. Um, I kind of just went and I said, I want to be in the warmth. So I went to University of Tampa, um, quickly found out that it wasn't for me, <laughs> but I stayed um, for the next three years and really just powered through um, trying to graduate early with my bachelor's of marketing. And yeah, I kind of lost sight of everything that like I loved because I was just, you know, discovering new things in life, like growing into an adult, um, being without the parents for the first time, super exciting. Um, and lost track of that. Then COVID hit and I was actually graduating college. So that was like, no one knew what was happening, especially me like graduating and I'm like all right I'm gonna figure it out and then everything stops <laughs> which was super fun but <laughs> the world was like my oyster honestly that's how I felt about it and I was like where haven't I been <laughs> in this world yet or at least in this country because traveling abroad was really hard so I was like um, my friend was like come to Los Angeles with me and I was like okay stay there for a month and then I was like I'm just going to live here because there's nowhere else to go right now and started building my life out here. Um, and yeah, just started going back to my roots. I felt like a little lost, like everything was kind of unknown. I, I mean, everyone was in that situation, um, which made me feel like kind of it comforted me because I knew I wasn't alone when I like knew I was going to graduate and I would feel like a little lost, but like everyone was in that seat in that time. Um, so I really just went back into what I used to do yoga and ceramics. And I've just been trying to like master those in and of itself. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I love that. And I can definitely resonate. And I, I believe a ton of other people out there too, like COVID was just such a kind of transformative time and kind of just like, it was a big standstill, but it was also a time to really like, take a step back and like, really kind of see like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to spend my time? And especially graduating college, because I feel like I graduated a year a college a year after that, but that was like going into my senior year. And it was, I think it's just like a double whammy when you, you're going to have that transition coming out of college regardless. And then to put COVID yeah. on, it really just shook things up even more. Oh, for I, sure. You kind of, you kind of just had to suck it up and grow up. Got to yeah. figure it out. That's amazing that it brought you back to, to yoga and, um, ceramics uh i i haven't really ever met someone that's like into pottery and ceramics like you so if you could just provide me a little more context there like what is that world about and like what do you love most about that um yeah so honestly i i've been this is actually something i've been working on this month is getting more into that world because my world right now in pottery is just like my little studio, you know what I mean? And all those people around me, um, I've been trying to get myself more out there with like galleries and just like 
going to things and talking to people about it and getting like more ideas because I feel like I've kind of hit this point where like I feel a little stagnant um because I just love being in my studio with like headphones on like being in my own little world but um yeah I'm kind of discovering that a little bit more because really my background was just in high school I did like AP 3D art which my medium was just clay um and yeah just expanding on that a little bit more um I did this um when did I do it a couple months ago I started posting every day on TikTok like consistently um and that kind of forced me to start discovering like new um new things to build sell just just to create and that really like opened my eyes and inspired me to eventually start making the lamps that I sell now um but yeah that's kind of where it got me today just like creating something new every day and seeing what sticks and then like expanding on that yeah that's awesome and that creativity aspect is is super fun I know to like be able to live in that and even make a business out of that is super rewarding I'm sure oh yeah it's been it's been fun and definitely put me out of my comfort zone <laughs> yeah and that that was another thing um when I kind of reached out to you and uh, to see if you'd like to be on this podcast you mentioned you're uh, committing to doing some things that uh, force you outside of the comfort zone this year? <laughs> yes, I love being comfortable, as does <laughs> everyone. But um, my roommate and I just recently started um, doing like weekly meetings and just speaking out our goals. I think it's really important to vocalize like what you're trying to do maybe not with everyone but like just having that one person for accountability um and just being like hey I want to do this um can you help me like break down or like give me ideas of um how you think I can get there who I can reach out to to make it easier which I have a hard time with I'm like I want to do this alone <laughs> but it's actually good to have it with other people to either push you or just have some insight um on it um so yeah we've been doing that every week and one of my goals for like the month is just to do more things that make me uncomfortable <laughs> one of them being this um another one today I'm actually doing today's just an uncomfortable day <laughs> for me um I'm going on um a photo shoot with just like a photographer I don't know and like another girl and it's usually just like one person like one model shooting and like a photographer if it's just like a test shoot but I'm doing it with another girl which is fine I'm just like it's a little harder to do because you have to like really be in the zone and like in the same energy or else it kind of shows in the pictures so those are my uncomfortable tasks of the day <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, that's so, I think that's so key that you mentioned, like to have an accountability partner, you know, whether it be a family member or a roommate or just like a really good friend. It's so important. I think when, cause we can 
really sometimes run ourselves in a circle around some things that we really want to bring through or like force ourselves to do. But if we just let ourselves sit in that and stew and we don't voice it or try to get someone else's perspective or their little bit of, you know, just the little nudge they could give us of, Hey, you got this, you know, you can go do it. It really helps. Yeah. I was actually reading this book this morning, the untethered soul. Have you read it? I haven't, but I've heard this it's twice really in the past, good. like couple weeks. <laughs> it's really good. You should read it. Um, but we kind of, come up with these ideas and stories in our heads and that just like creates walls in our head it's like oh okay I want to go on a hike tomorrow maybe this person will cover me and then maybe this person will go with me on the hike it's like you already made up this like predetermined plan in your head And it's like, whoa, where you just made like a finite idea or like an infinite idea or like plan finite. Like you just put up these walls. And if anything else were to go differently, it would completely disrupt you, like your energy and you. And yeah, I I mean, I'm guilty of this. (laughs) I'm just making up stories in my head of like why it won't work or like why I can't do that. Um. Yeah, so that's something I'm working on and is a constant, constant um, work for sure. Yeah, that's a super interesting perspective. I definitely need to uh, check out that. Oh my gosh, this mug that she's drinking out of looks so amazing. Looks like she made it. Wow. (laughs) I made it because this is the only appropriate size for a matcha cup. <laughs> yeah, it's like the bigger the better, right? It's literally maybe half the size of my head, actually. <laughs> I recently bought a huge mug like that at the San Diego Zoo, and it's like mm-hmm. me and my mom like fight over it. We're like, we want that mug. Like, there's <laughs> something about a big mug, right? You know, whether oh, it's with yeah. your matcha or your coffee or your cacao. Like, oh, yeah. How was that? You did a certification? Yeah. So, um, Natalie is kind of bringing up something I was telling her about when we were right before we hopped on, which is I just returned from uh, Guatemala doing a um, seven day intensive like cacao practitioner program where we're literally diving into uh, the medicinal benefits of cacao into the permaculture and agroforestry side into the social business components and then into the Uh, ceremonial components like holding sacred space and things like that and yeah it was an amazing journey and I definitely learned so much about uh, theobroma cacao and you know on the east coast and west coast it definitely is kind of like a big big thing a lot of people know about it Um, but really getting to go to the source and seeing the hands of the farmers and the women's collectives that cultivate the cacao and prepare the cacao so that it eventually can come to us is super rewarding and um yeah just a blessing in itself and to to get to go there and kind of get those people's blessings of hey like i would love to bring this medicine back for my community um was super awesome that sounds amazing and was that through it's through a company called cacao source okay um yeah, definitely go check them out. Uh, they they have another program coming up, uh, I think like the 13th of March, actually, um, at the Mystical Yoga Farm on Lake Etalan. So mm-hmm. 
yes, that if you're interested in cacao, definitely go check out their program, check out their company. Um, cacao is an amazing food and amazing medicine, uh, an amazing, um, skincare, um, tool, <laughs> uh, hair care, like the cacao butter, like these women, these Mayan women, like eat cacao, drink cacao, like use the butter daily. And like, they look years and years younger, keeps their skin. So, um, like vibrant they just glow it's crazy how we've diverted so much from the like natural medicines that can really heal and we just we just take these pills instead we go so far from it it's like people just want an instant instant like band-aid now like they don't want to work for it i mean it's not very accessible is the thing too which i get but how do we make it more accessible this is the thing yeah it's accessibility and that's with that's with these plant medicines that's with multitude of other ones that's with yoga that's with education that's a huge tenet of permaculture which cacao source is really about permaculture and uh really preserving the natural ways of cacao and how it's grown in the jungle uh and yeah providing accessible education like for the people that are even growing it and that are in those communities so that they continue to use those practices and we can apply that same accessibility to that education to our communities back here in the states and wherever you may be around the world of hey like you know, whether it be a podcast or a blog or a TikTok or an Instagram, how are we through our own journeys of self-healing and optimization and all these things we're learning, how are we speaking these um, out into the world and helping other people kind of catch on to like one, the benefits we've seen in our own lives, but the tangible benefits that are scientifically proven um, to be there with a lot of these things. Yeah, I think that's something that I've been trying to, like, plan. I haven't really done anything, but I want to kind of integrate more of, Sam talks about this a lot, just, like, nurturing your community instead of, like, looking for more and more people, you know, instead of, like, just need more and more and more instead of nurturing and like educating and like loving and holding space um that's just not a thing anymore like I actually really love my yoga studio here in Los Angeles um they do community classes um once a week which is so great because a lot of a lot of people is just not accessible at all like you just donate however much you can and all of that but yeah how do we make that even more accessible in like in cities like this because everything's so expensive like even my my yoga membership like it's a reach you know but I have the like privilege of being able to prioritize that and which not many people do yeah well I think this is um, an awesome thread to really pull through and to 
continue to keep top of mind for ourselves and others out there about, you know, obviously these things are leading to amazing, um, like benefits in our lives and we feel those benefits and it's like, you know, we really want to extend that out to people that may not have the money or may not, uh, know, you know, their way around these spaces or may not feel like they fit in, in these spaces. And that's why I know, you know, you kind of know with Sam, it's like all about creating, um, a place for everyone, a space for all the diversity, um, to come into a, to a space and, you know, yoga should be inclusive for everyone. It shouldn't be exclusive, um, to skill set, to color, to gender, any of those things, you know? And what's cool, I think when we talk about cacao is cacao really teaches us, um, like biodiversity and how cacao is such a symbiotic organism that like cacao prefers to grow in the jungle with like everything else it wants avocado it wants papaya it wants banana it wants mm. bamboo it like wants all these things and together they um they thrive and so you know us as humans all of our different gifts all of our different um things we bring to the world to our communities to our workspaces you know finding what that is and then you know how that fits into the bigger puzzle and that we all are not um, exactly the same and that all of our gifts should be honored and together it just creates this beautiful symphony and it's reflected in how nature works in harmony. Yeah, for sure. Everyone has something completely different to offer and I, that's taken me a while to get here. I, I think the past couple of years have been very hard for me to define that. Um, one of one like thing that really helped me was finding like three things and getting really good at them. Just like finding three things that you love and being the top of the top of those people. And then through that, like you build confidence and like really speak and stand with confidence that's something that's like advice I wish I had back in the day. So if anyone's, yeah. if anyone's feeling lost, that is, that, that is so good. It provides yeah. so much like value to not only, I mean yourself, but like your community and um, from that unraveling and just like planning different ways of how to give back or yeah, that just helped me a lot to define. Yeah, thank you for for sharing that cuz I think that especially in the world of wellness and, and yeah, health and wellness and spirituality and yoga and these things that even just self-development in itself can sometimes seem like it can become like a huge task. Like I got to read all these books, I got to do all these practices. Mm -hmm. And I always come back to the quote by Bruce Lee about, you know, fear not the man that practices 10,000 kicks one time, but the man that practices one kick 10,000 times. And I'm improving myself on this too, because my mm -hmm. personality type too likes to pick up a lot of skills and try a lot of things out, which is beautiful. But in, in the information age we're in, there's so much out there and you're never going to catch up to all of it. You're never going to be able to learn all of it. So yeah, picking three things you really want to 
focus your time and energy into because we only have a finite amount of time uh, to do so. That's, that's really beautiful. For sure. I think we're also at this age of like picking up everything and like seeing what sticks. And that's definitely like necessary to be able to pick out, you know, those three topics that you think you can get really good at. Um, so yeah, there is like a time and place to go pick up everything and anything. I, at one point, <laughs> I mean, what haven't I picked up actually? I literally, I was like, I'm going to be a real estate agent. I'm going to do drop shipping. I was literally thought of everything. I'm going to be a investor. I don't even know. I was just you, looking for anything and everything. You get pulled in by all those like Instagram, like <laughs> funnels just, they have these days. <laughs> I just really wanted to like make money fast yeah. at, at some point in my life. I was like, this is how, this is how to make money. But living in LA, it's really taught me like you can be, it's, money is infinite here you know like there's really no guideline or like borders of how much you can make you know anywhere else I feel like in the world like Europe or literally anywhere outside of the U.S. it's very like confined and like um, restricted but here you can literally I mean there's people making millions off of playing video games you know what I mean it's you can make up whatever and if you really are consistent and work at it, it you can make it you can make it happen yeah and also when you say that like what is how has your like money mindset maybe evolved um over time like how do you relate to money at this moment now um i definitely this is something i've been working on i had a very like very um what's it? scarcity mindset it was very scarce growing up um which i i understand like growing up in the environment that i did grow up in i definitely still have that in my head uh, there's thankfully been like a lot of people coming in my life and just hanging out around that have like made me understand better like where like why I act out of like fear sometimes with money or like you know you can't save you can't get rich by saving money is what helped me understand like all right you know I'm not saving on this I just have to work more like work harder and smarter <laughs> to get there instead of like trying to save every little bit in peace yeah and also like is I see like you travel a lot and stuff and I'm sure you do that with, with work and with modeling, but like, is, is life experience like something that's important to you and like making sure you invest in that as well? Cause I feel sometimes like, you know, people may save up hundreds of thousands of dollars and find themselves, you know, in ill health or in their late, you know, later years in life and be like, wow, like I didn't ever, I, I was saving up. And then I realized like, you know, I should have been at least spending it on some experiences, some travel and things. Right. I recently, uh, this is also from Untethered Soul. Um, there is no, like, there is no guideline of how life is supposed to be unless you're like following the 
go to school, get a corporate job, climb the corporate ladder. Um, that's how you will make it, but you'll never be free. You know what I mean? And there is no way that life is supposed to be. We can kind of get that from our parents engraving it into our heads, but you can literally make life however you want it to be. There literally is no, there are no parameters except for your mind, you know? And, um, I think traveling helps open my eyes to the things that are going on. Like it makes my problems feel very small when you are walking around Colombia and a teacher, like an elementary school teacher tells you that there's his kids get like sex trafficked and everything seems so much smaller you know, like all my problems seem so much smaller and having those experiences and like really seeing what's going on in the world. Like I live in a bubble here, you know, LA is literally La La Land. This is not, I'm so aware it's not real life. I'm so glad that I get to live here, but there's, there's so much shit going on. Like walking in Cairo and just seeing what goes on how these kids live like homeless kids and like with no parents and women not being able to walk down the street alone because you I was literally terrified to walk down the street it was very eye-opening and that's something that is very important to me is traveling and seeing like what's happening and not just I don't know not just being in a bubble yeah (laughs) It's like you can return to the bubble, but like go out of the bubble and like expand your vision and like see and experience. It's like, but yeah, you're right. Like it does really bring me a lot of like gratitude for like my community and like, like America in itself. Cause sometimes we can get very hypercritical on like our States or our country and then go out to realize, wow, like these problems are kind of rather small. Yeah, I mean, we're privileged enough to like have these quote unquote big problems here. Like the problems that we have, they are huge problems, but to see where the rest of the world is, it's like, oh, we get to walk down the woman get to walk down the street and not be scared for their lives, or just people get to walk down without fearing that there's gonna be a bomb, you know, like on their house in like the next day, you know? So yeah, that's very, it's honestly very grounding for me coming back. And like, as you said, coming back to your community and like, I appreciate it more, like all my friends and how we like even communicate, like being, having the knowledge to know how to communicate Mm -hmm. is, a privilege you know because I grew up in a household and like also just with friends that really didn't know how to express or communicate their their emotions and I think Los Angeles is like a very big (laughs) city with a lot of fortunate people that have accessibility to um things like therapy and just like all these, you know, like yoga retreats, which really help you get grounded and understand how to express your feelings. 
Yeah, I think that's really, really important um, for all of us to continue to um, develop is on the, a level of like emotional intelligence is like, because for a lot of us, like, and in the generation that we're in is like, so different. And I think so much of like our generation, the younger generations have like a lot of like, emotional intelligence to them, but the older generations and nothing against them, they just weren't raised with those being passed down the family lines. So it's almost as if like when we're doing the work, we're kind of working on the level of our family as well. You know, like our mom and dad's, we our relationships change depending on like the more and more we develop our ability to kind of like know the needs of the other, but also know our own needs and to be able to, you know, cater to that and to, to really just know uh, how to tell people like for their personality or like how they see life, like to properly see them for what they are, to properly hear them. And that goes back to just listening. Right. And I think that's something that in travel and meeting people from around the world. And if you really just open up your ears and just sit there and listen, like there's always so much wisdom to be heated um, by open ears. For sure. And just like, now, I mean, as a society, we've evolved so much and we have the privilege of like really being able to turn in and focus on ourselves. Whereas like our parents just don't like, you know, there was just so much crazy stuff going on. My parents were in Poland and had to leave because there was nothing on the shelves in the stores to like, there was no food, you know? So there was no time to think about, oh, how am I, how am I talking to my parents or how am I responding to them? Is this respectful? Like, is this, am I being mean? Am I being rude? You know, and we are privileged enough to like, not, or I, I can't speak for everyone, but I feel privileged, like am privileged to be able to sit there with my feelings and be like, okay, you know, cause there's not really many external things threatening me yeah you you as far as like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs like when more and more of our lower level needs are met we're able to go into these mm. uh, more introspective states and um yeah have the time to do these because we're not immediately at threat of our survival and things like that and I think it's cool and travel and stuff at times, or if we do ever get put in those situations to kind of notice what arises when we might be a little bit stripped of that and we have to go back to the basics. Um, but it's also wonderful to spend time in self-introspection. And I think where the difference between like the self-introspection that's so focused on the self, that's like more ego-based and that really inflates the ego in a way versus like, the self exploration that you're doing to, to really like liberate not only yourself, but your family, the people around you, your community. That's, that's where I think the, the gold is, is in the, our ability to get into these states of introspection for more than our own, you know, evolution. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I have a couple more questions here. I've loved every minute of this so far. We've kind of gone down a lot of interesting topics. 
Um, my brain is like, let's go here. Let's go here. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you said um, earlier about like our mind, like being the one that sets parameters on our life, like that was something like when I first started following you on Instagram, I was like, Natalia just gets it. Like she's just like living life to like when she <laughs> wants to live it. You, you posted something like jumping around in the snow the other day and you were just like, it was like snow day, like no work, or you were just like, life is canceled. Like, yeah. Life is canceled for the day. Like th this is something that's so needed in our day and age is like getting back to that play. Like, like we get so focused on our careers and our goals and our self-development. And it's like, we never just sometimes just say, fuck it. I'm just going to go play in the snow. You know, we need to get back to that. Yeah. That's something that a lot of my friends actually have reached out. Um, only two, but they reached out and they were like, I have so much structure in my life. I just want to, I just want to have some play. And I was like, I have so much play in my life. I need some structure. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... we can help each other out. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, I just, a lot of people don't have like the privilege of just like choosing their own schedule, which kind of does make it hard, you know, like you can't just do how you please. You have people like depending on you and stuff like that. Um, but even like when you're cooking, you know, like turn on some music, like you put on like your favorite music, just like dance, you know, everything's so serious. And like, I just got to get this done. Like I have to do my dinner, like put on some music, dance. I hate cooking too. Like do yeah. what you got to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Just finding like little moments, like seeing if you can have like a child's mind and a lot of the things that you do. Um, and also just not being connected to your phone. That's something that like, yeah, I have to like post here and there on TikTok mostly and like Instagram, but put your phone down. <laughs> Don't consume everything. Like do not just be a consumer. Definitely like post and stuff like that. Just put down your phone. And I think nature is a really big help for me, just like going out and like going on a hike or running through a field or like literally just plopping in the sand and sitting your ass down and just absorbing the sun that always helps for me yeah you're I think you're spot on with that it because depending on where someone's life and they're like what they're doing it's going to depend on how much free time I guess they have but it's like you said it's like making space for those playful moments whether it be cooking a meal or washing the dishes or you know, and yeah, like inviting like a fun, playful attitude toward like things that we don't love to do always, maybe like cook and wash the dishes or yeah, just get outside, get some sun, feel the, feel the wind on your skin, run around, yeah. jump around. I don't know if you hula hoop, hula hoop <laughs> jump rope, jump rope, like just do anything, try everything. I mean, kayaking like walking around literally anything you can get your hands on it's just about feeling like a child again do a cartwheel do whatever you need to do and I think that's I think that's something that I really took away from like the yoga teacher training 
that was beyond, you know, the yoga certificate, which really the whole thing was like so much bigger than that. But it's Mm. remembering that our inner child cultivating times to play with our inner child and however we find to do that, it's so beneficial for our overall health. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that, that yoga teacher training was so transformational. (laughs) We're like both like, yeah, nodding our heads. Yeah. It was, I mean, I think the structure helped me like mentally a lot because I never like really had structure um but obviously just how Sam how Sam spoke how Karen spoke like oh everyone just sat there like ears open mouth shut tell us everything you can (laughs) that was such a pivotal moment in my life I was really going through a lot of like just body image issues and that completely just it just completely withered away (laughs) it was gone literally (laughs) took 21 days for me to be mentally there which was great yeah that's amazing thank you for sharing like 90% good is good enough and like Cause you, you take a class from Sam or like Karen and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be that, you know? And it's like, it takes time. You, you have to observe your teachers, but you have to practice, you know, and, and every chess master was once a beginner. And I say that to myself for yoga, for this podcast, for all of my future endeavors is, Hey, you know, you got to put your one foot in front of the next each day. And eventually you're going to look back and be like, wow, I've come so far. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think I've seen that a lot in my, even just posting the content on TikTok, like I've seen a massive, (laughs) I was just, I'm just going up, you know, like it's not getting worse. Um, but I lost my train of thought. (laughs) You're good. Hey, it happened. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I have another question here. Um, before my ending question, I just want to know, like, do you have a favorite quote, mantra, or verse that you live your life by? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I think this is literally written in, like, a little piece of wood in my house in New Jersey, um, your thoughts become things it's literally from the secret but that was such a pivotal book for me as anyone that's ever read it it's such a classic but it really like it really stuck for me um, your thoughts be th- become things like literally everything that you think whether it be negative or positive it's going to come into your life if you keep thinking about it in that way um so yeah, I try to be a little, I try to be selective of my thoughts, even though they do creep in the negative ones, you know? Yeah. And that's, about. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And that's something that I've heard too about that and the law of attraction too, like that I've heard recently that it's like, we have to learn to, yes, like negative thoughts might lead to a negative outcome but it's our ability to like also like 
not repress the these thoughts like the darker thoughts i guess sometimes and like if we can accept them and let them move through and like understand what they're trying to tell us but not like i think the more like we really let our brain spin out on them that's i feel like when we might lead ourselves down to creating some things in our life that we might not want to experience but yeah i'm not an expert on that it's completely just like realizing like there is a voice in your head and it's not you you know it's just it's just constantly going and realizing that it's just your thoughts and not like who you are is really important to just be like oh you know like people are thinking that too but is that who I really am and just recognizing that and being conscious of it Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. I think that is really important. Um, Yeah. So to cap the show off, I like to ask when you hear the words live thrivingly, what comes to your mind? Hmm. Hmm. Don't do anything that you don't want. I mean, not maybe not like taxes and like your, you know, eventually your job if you're trying to like break free of that but like if you don't if you don't want to go hang out with that person don't go hang out with that person if you want to go run up a hill go run up a hill I think like being able to do whatever you want is a privilege but also like you can get there if you let yourself get there yeah so kind of like setting and honoring your personal boundaries of like create like living the life you want to live and and not people pleasing and not yeah that's a huge one for me I love to people please (laughs) we have a lot of similarities because I struggle with the same things are you uh any last words from you that you you want to voice before we thank you for bringing me out of my comfort zone (laughs) and thank you for having me and thinking of me to be on the show this was great. Not as nerve wracking as I thought it would be. <laughs> see, see, see. <laughs> you were really great um, host and really made me feel comfortable. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, where can viewers connect with you? Um, best would be Instagram or TikTok. Both of those platforms are Natalia Konopka with two K's at the end. So it's N-A-T-A-L-I-A-K-O-N-O-P-K-K-A. Awesome. (laughs) And these will be in the description um, and a link to her website as well with her super cool Polish ceramic lamps. Check them out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she has mugs yet. I hope she gets those on there sometime because I want to get mugs. Hello, beautiful listener. It's your host here, Jackson Hall. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed what you've been hearing on my podcast, I invite you to please leave a rating or review on whichever platform you are streaming from. I would greatly appreciate this as I seek to grow the audience for the Live Thrivingly podcast. Together, we can co-create a world where we live thrivingly together in union with our true nature. 
Again, thank you for listening and namaste, my friend.